0: of the i so-
1: Praise God. How are y'all doing today? Good to be here. Um, Had a powerful weekend. I just want to uh, reaffirm that word that came forth. He established uh, the gathering before time began for good works. Um, And out of all the churches in America, God sent us here first. Um, This was the first place that me and Paul presented the DMM model in a church together. We, yes. So, I mean, I don't know. Y'all are pretty special, I think. I'm thinking about joining this church. (laughs) I'm like, if it's that special, man, I might need to get in. Um, So there's three different um, grassroots movements that the Lord has connected us with. Um, In all three of them, God gave us a key, and he said it had transformational power. And then he connected me with somebody that had over two decades worth of experience and he told me, he said, you can be wise and learn from your own mistakes, or you can be really wise and learn from someone else's mistakes. Amen. And so I'm learning from Paul's mistakes. Hallelujah. Wave your hand at everybody, Paul. Paul. So I, God brought me right to him in, uh, in California. He's like, how'd you get my number? Who gave you my number? I got his real name and everything. <laughs> and he, don't, he, he saw it in my contacts. He said, erase that. Erase that off your contacts. Um, but the Lord is able to do, it, do that for us. And if you can put my slide up, I just want that slide up the whole time so it can sink into people's spirits. Because I want you to get an impartation of how God is able to get me to these places. And he can do that with each and every one of us, but there is a key to it to be able to get you there. What's amazing about God is he can get you to an exact place at an exact moment, and he doesn't miss Okay, but there's a, something we have to do, and if we do it, we can all get to those destinations God wants us to get to at an exact moment in time. And so, this picture uh, is one of those moments that happened to me uh, in 2018. Uh, through many different things, um, the Lord brought us to Azusa uh, to meet some Native Americans that He told us were key to healing the racial divide between the white and the black man. Said so the Indians were a key to it. And uh, when I was there, I received a dream. It was revival fire around some Native Americans. And if some of you were here, we had one blood revival here. Um, and that dream, he, the, the revival was happening with Native Americans. And I wanted to go into a territory, but for some reason I couldn't go into it. And I didn't know why. I woke up and my uh, wife had a word. The word was capitulate. I didn't know what it was. I'm like, capitulate? What? What is that, you know? And so we had to look it up, but God does that when he wants us to know, hey, this is me, you can be sure of it, and then you can run. You know, because this is not a man, this is not a good idea, this is God, I've confirmed it. And so that's a firm foundation, so you can run with certainty that you're on the right path. So this sign, um, before I went up there, God had flashed a vision in front of my eyes when a guy said, oh, I'm going to call Gordon McCurden and put billboards up, and God flashed this in front of my eyes. Yes, one, two, three, four is my phone number. It's been my phone number for over two decades. But it's in this picture is a prescription to get us to the exact moments and times that God wants us to be in, and it's very critical right now. Samuel Doctorian—I don't know if any of you know his names, but he wrote a book called *The Five Angels of the Five Continents*. He fasted and prayed on the island of Patmos for five months, and uh, he was visited by five angels, and they—they they had this encounter and. Showed him what was going to happen in the, in the earth. Um, and Samuel Doctorian's like, man, Lord, this ain't good news. <laughs> he said, I've always been a preacher of good news and of love. He said, what are the people going to say? And the angel said, it's not your message, it's ours. And you ought to consider yourself privileged to deliver it. Amen. And the Lord told him that there's three things the Spirit of God is telling the church. He says, my people preach and teach love, but they do not walk in it. There's too many divisions among you. And to be able to navigate the course in front of you, you'll have to be able to hear and trust my voice well enough to move when I say move. This is a prescription of how to trust And be accurate with his voice and get to the destinations God wants us to be at. The fact that I'm in this church is because of that. I met your pastor 2019 on November 10th. We did the One Blood Revival almost exactly two years to the day. November 10th, the next year, we were on Prayer Mountain with all the leaders that were coming here, setting the sound up in here. And picking up people from the airports and getting them in their homes to do the One Blood Revival. November 10th is the birthday of Martin Luther. I did not know that. I found that out from Gary Beaton that spent the last eight years with Bob Jones. Um, So this, like the Lord has prophetically shot an arrow straight into a bullseye at this place. And the Bible says where much is given, much is demanded. I need you to let that resonate in your hearts. Okay, where much is given, much is demanded. It's time for this church to strap up your bootstraps. Okay, because you are a forerunner in what God wants to do in the United States of America. Okay, so my my numbers, yes, one, two, three, four. That is the prescription to get to the destination God wants you to be at. One of the uh, ladies, that she prophesied over me that day and she said I was God's uh, uh, yes man my phone number is yes right no and then she said can do was on or she did she say can do okay and then she in one blood she had this cough drop and it said can do on it and so she delivered that word here you know because god wants us to to hear what he's saying it's, so martin luther was a reformer he was a guy that said yes to god he was god's can do man he nailed his 95 theses to the, to the door of the Catholic Church on October 31st. Found that out this year, too. That's Reformation Day. We should be celebrating that, right? Yeah. That's a th- big thing. God is pointing his finger at Reformation. And what is it? It's to say yes to God. No matter what it is. <laughs> Heard Oral Roberts, I used to have a, a devotional from Oral Roberts. And he said, God wants you to do whatever he asks you to do, no matter what it is. When God never asked you to do what you want to do, the Bible says, if you're led by the spirit, so you do not do what you want. Okay. It's an empowerment to do what we couldn't do. So, you know, Jesus came and died on the cross because no man could do it. But he said, I behold, it's good if I leave because I'm sending the helper. And the helper can be an impartation to do what we couldn't do before, to literally live the expression of God out on earth. Okay, you were predestined to be conformed to the image of of God. Reformation, we need to reform the church starting with us, like the lamb, right? The lamb's going to receive the fruit of his suffering. He said, but let it start with me. This thing that they're talking to you about, It says, behold, I send you out like lambs among wolves to go to a place to do a thing that you don't want to do. But when you do it, you're going to step into this place of wonder like the other song George is saying. And you'll never lose your wonder. You're going to be on an adventure with God and you're going to see the exploits of God. It says, but it, it talks about in Daniel, it says... That uh, he will corrupt those with flattery who have violated the covenant. But those who know their God will do great exploits. Or another translation says, will firmly resist him. Okay? But to do that, you have to have your yes. See, it says, they violated, those who violated the covenant, those are the ones that did not say yes. Yes. Like Stephen says, you stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears. See, if we, if we do not have a yes, because God doesn't violate your free will, you have to make a choice. His command is for you to love, but you've got to make a decision to do something you can't do in your own power. And when you do, the Holy Spirit will show up and help you. Amen. Okay? To the Christian life is totally supernatural. Okay, he says, tarry in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high to be my witnesses. Okay, to tarry in your Jerusalem is to say yes to God. Yes, God, I'll go, I'll seek you, I'll sit with you, I'll I'll, I'll wait upon you that I might receive this power to do what you've asked me to do. The Bible actually says this is the only thing that counts. God is asking you to lay down your life. For his gospel. The Bible says if you see your brother or sister in need. And you tell him, go be warm. And be well fed. He said what good is it? That's right. There's all kinds of things happening on planet earth right now. And God has called you to meet the need. This thing they talked about, some of you weren't here, and they're talking about home groups, but it's more than that. This is the original model of evangelism they're talking about. I highly recommend, if you want to be in wonder and never lose your wonder, you're going to have to participate with God. What a privilege. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Okay, so it's more than a home group. We're just going to come fellowship and talk together. This is an evangelistic form that is responsible for the fastest growing church on the earth. Why? Because Jesus said, it, said, it, said to do it this way. When I first stepped into this, I saw power encounters that I never saw before. And I believe it's just because of one reason, because Jesus said, do it this way. Uh, You know, you hear, uh, you you read the scripture in Luke 10, it says, uh, when you go to a house, speak peace to the house. And if there's a man of peace there, your peace will rest on the house. You know, we think, oh, it's going to be peace. It's all peaceful. No, what I saw happen was the bone crushing power of God fell where I couldn't talk. But what the cool thing was, is God started talking and the other individual, the peace rested upon, began to tell me what God was telling them. And, and literally prophesying and then freak out about what happened because they were, they didn't know what happened. And I was pretty freaked out, too, because they're telling me, like, their deepest secrets and something that you wouldn't even tell somebody you knew. And they're telling me, and they go, they freak out and go, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just told you that. I just met you. And then I have to explain to them what's happening. Okay, the people that went, the the 12 and the 72, They were not baptized in the Holy Spirit. They were driving demons out. They were healing the sick and they were raising the dead. Because it was delegated authority. That's what the Great Commission is. The Great Commission is not the great recommendation. It's not the great suggestion. It is a command with delegated authority in each and every one of us. Have a responsibility and a duty because of God what he did. The Bible says let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. Friends don't let friends go to hell. We have a responsibility. And and this ain't like what you've experienced before. Like, oh, I'm going to go tell somebody about Jesus and they're going to say no. No, the way that this happens is power encounters. God says his power falls on him and then God's saying this is the one. And then you get to go talk about the Bible with that individual that's hungry. And Jesus Christ himself shows up in the meeting And I've seen five and six hour meetings, you know, I've seen them where people don't want me to leave. Because, man, who wouldn't want to be there with the creator of the universe came and sat down at the table with you? But it's going to require your yes. So this goes up 112 years to the exact day of the first person being baptized in the Holy Spirit in the Azusa Street Revival. What I'm saying, I, I, it's not like I'm not, it's not, I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm good at following God. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that every single one of us can do this. But it requires our yes. And when we say yes, we do the next thing that God illuminates in front of us. And we take that step. One, two, three, four. See, vision is Progressive. So so do you know know that there's somebody in this church that wants to start a school and start saving children? Miss Nancy, way, way better, buddy. She needs help. Okay, the Bible says if you see somebody in need but you don't do anything to meet their physical need, what good is it? The children of the American public school system are being indoctrinated by the Antichrist. Jesus Christ is being indoctrinated by the Antichrist. Because the Bible says, whatever you do in the least one of these, you've done it unto me, right? Do you know that that's a criteria for entering heaven? You know, we say you're you're saved by faith alone in Jesus Christ, right? But see, the evidence of your salvation faith is actually your works. in fact, the Bible says the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. See, I'll know what type of faith you have by your works. And see, it's to the Father's glory that you produce much fruit, showing yourselves to be his disciple and bringing glory to his name. The world is waiting on a church that actually really walks in love. You know, it was said, uh, you know, hydroxychloroquine, and the church sat back and let people die on ventilators. (laughs) Fake news, and we looked at the TV like a cow at a new gate. There's real things happening in planet Earth that we need to bring solutions to. For 70 years, an entity in the United Nations called the United Nations Education, Scientific, and Cultural Organization has had the stated goal to break down the walls of national sovereignty in the hearts and minds of our children God is not happy with that. God wants to do something. But God doesn't do anything on planet Earth without people. Okay? That word that came forth kind of changed the direction of what I was going to say. But this place has been ordained by God, prepared before time began to do good works. And there's some definite signs where God is pointing towards this place As being a pioneer and a forerunner for reformation. God wants to reform the schools. He wants to reform the church in the way we do evangelism. So we can reform the nation at a grassroots level. He wants to reform every gate of influence in America. Do you know how they have a gate of hell? Do you know how that happens? Anybody? Okay, so how? How is there a gate of hell on planet earth? See, this is a problem when we don't understand this. A gate of hell is when we allow a messenger of Satan occupy that gate. Actually, each one of you are a gate. You have a gate to a circle of influence. This form of evangelism they're talking about, really God wants us to operate that way everywhere. So in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, it says, On this rock... I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So there's some things, we. the word ecclesia is actually a borrowed term from Rome. It's an actual borrowed term from Rome. It meant legislature. It was people that sat at the city gates, and they made decisions for the city. Okay? So when he says ecclesia, he's actually saying government, something that has the ability to possess the gates. And that's why he's talking about gates. The word build is, is the actual blueprint of how Jesus builds. And this is what the church lost. That word is oikot demeo. It's a Greek compound word. It's two words put together. Oikot is the word oikos. And the word demeo is the word dominion. Okay, it's the Greek root word where you get democracy from. Democracy is a form of government that actually gives the power to the people if they're unified to occupy the gates. Okay? He's talking evangelistically there. The what we taught this weekend about um I the Lord told me when I first encountered it, he said, wait well, he first said son of peace house church model, but then I said it to a guy that was on my board and it manifested the problem that's in America. A guy on my own board says, oh, you don't want to mess with the church. The church is the best thing since sliced bread. And he totally disengaged. Why? Because he's operating by fear. in the worldly, devilish wisdom. Unspiritual. Of the earth. Because he's building his own little kingdom. Instead of his kingdom. And see, that's why the church competes against one another. And then we cannot occupy the gates. This form of evangelism goes through a person's oikos, a circle of influence. So it gets an insider, and then it mobilizes that insider into its own circle of influence. And and this is, I mean, this is, even the world knows this principle, word of mouth advertising, right? They, They use it, all the corporate world uses it. But the church is not shrewd enough to recognize what the world's recognizing. And then because we want to compete against one another then we can't, see the only way we occupy the gates of influence is we share our circle of influence. And the most effective way through this discipleship model is to mobilize the people through their own circle of influence. Why? Because it's the best advertising agreement you can have. You know what happened when I got born again? My mom and my two children said we wanted to be baptized because they saw what happened to me. They saw the life-changing power, the evidence, right. undeniable evidence of the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. I was a living sign in wonder. I'm like a neon sign saying, Jesus is real. Jesus is real. Jesus is real. Man. All right? But we want to bring everybody in the church. Oh, invite them to the church. Jesus never told us to invite anybody to the church. He said, go make disciples. We're in straight rebellion if we're not doing it. And the only reason we invite people to church is because we're lazy. Fat, dumb, and happy American westernized church want to chase the American dream, have our white picket fence, and not lay down our life like Jesus said. Jesus said, anyone who wants to meet my disciple must give up everything he has. You want to see the power of God? Give up everything you have. Pick up your cross and deny yourself. That's what the yes is about. The yes is God saying Go into a dangerous place. Do this, do that. So early in my Christianity, I I began to say yes to God because I saw this is a key. He says, if you do this, ask anything you want and you shall have it. Oh, so that's the key. Whoa, yeah, I got to do that. And then I said, what is he saying? He says, love each other as I have loved you. I'm like, whoa. Man, you got nailed to the cross. Man, you got whipped. Man, everybody abandoned you. They ripped your clothes up. Oh my God, what are you talking about? No way. I can't. I'm like, man, what is love? Let's see. Love is patient. I said, I don't want to be patient. I want what I want. I want it now and I want it my way. That's what they told me at the Burger King commercial, right? That's right? They told me I could microwave and get it quick. I'm like, oh my God, the first attribute, I'm just no good at it. I don't even want to do it. How am I going to do this? Love is not self-seeking. What? What about me? Love perseveres. Oh, my God. Love keeps no regular wrongs. What about that guy that did that to me? What are you talking about? And so I saw a list of things I didn't even want to do. I'm like, oh, man, I'm in trouble. And so I had this monumental thing in front of me that I didn't know how to do. And the Holy Spirit began to lead me. He says... He reminds me of what Joshua said, meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. What it says in John, it says, if my words remain in you and you remain in me. And I said, man, i got to get the word in me. It says, faith come by hearing, hearing by the word God. i got to hear this. And it says, speak to this mountain. And and so the Lord led me into a confession. I began to decree and declare over this mountain in my life, love, the command of God, that I was totally ill-equipped and didn't even have the desire to do, but I wanted the result. And I knew I needed it because I didn't beat my head up against every wall in the world. And so I just begin to work with the Holy Spirit. And I begin to speak that and, and speak to that mountain in my life. And God began to birth the faith that was needed. And I begin to see something supernatural happening that at a time, and I was a, a crazy heathen, a wild man, and uh, my wife wanted a divorce at the time. She was selling my boats and my guns and all this. And I, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm not I'm supposed to be really offended right now. You know, and I got this, like, this, something's in me just feeling like it's fixing to erupt. I'm like, what in the world is going on? It was just so supernatural. And it was God was creating that love in me that I, because I was spending God's time with God, because I was tarrying in my Jerusalem, right, because I was waiting upon the Lord that I was mounting up on those wings of eagles, that I was seeing from a heavenly, eternal perspective, and the reality of what I had received through Christ was overwhelming and eclipsing every situation and circumstance in my life. Then one day, my wife, she goes to the altar with this lady, and she's there weeping for like forty-five minutes. I'm like, "What's the deal? Come on, what are we doing?" And she's, "I didn't know what was going on, but God was fixing to do something that was going to totally." turn my world upside down so when she brings the lady to her house and she's at a crack house so born again believer she drops him off a baby newborn christian at a crack house she comes back weeping and crying and one thing led to another she stayed in contact with her the girl comes later and says man i can't say save there i need help will you help me so my wife's like yeah oh i help you we're gonna find a place she looked everywhere and there wasn't no place and then my pastor's like well why can't she stay with you? And I'm like, what? I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, I never thought about that. And so I remembered the scriptures and what God said. And I said, well, you know, it sounds like what I'm supposed to do. I don't really want to do it. but So I did it. And then this lady comes in my house and she hates women. I mean, she hates men. Yeah. She hates men. So I got this imposter in my house <laughs> hating me. I mean, It's like I got an enemy in the camp, you know. And I'm like, just it was really weird and crazy. Then at one point, her husband wanted to kill me. She was married. So her husband shows up at the church trying to get his wife to come back home. And he's high on drugs, big biker guy, and he's like, (laughs) looking like this. I'm like, oh, my God. He's looking at me, looking at her. I'm like, oh, oh man, this dude's going to kill me. He literally tried to kill me twice. And he testified in church because he came in church and got testifying I tried to kill this guy twice, but I couldn't do it. For the life of me, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't kill this guy. Right. He's testifying in church. I'm like, whoa. And uh, the next time there was a girl, it was her friend, and she said she wanted to get her life on track. And um, she was married to the leader of the Sons of Silence biker gang. And she had been in a homosexual relationship with this girl. They used drugs to the other. I'm like, no, this makes no sense. They're going to use drugs. they are sleep together. This guy's going to kill me. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said, whatever you've done to the least one of these, you've done it unto me. And I was like, oh, my God. And, and in that moment, I realized that God does not think anything like we do. But because I heard him, it imparted the faith for me to say yes. Yes. And that, that began a journey that would bring me all the way to the gathering one day because of saying yes. We're in an hour right now where God is looking for your yes. Because to do anything on planet earth without a body is illegal. God does nothing on earth without his people. He has chosen his people to do what's supposed to be done on planet earth. In Genesis it says, subdue and take dominion over the earth. We lost that. In the garden. Because of the devil. We believed his lie. We prostituted ourselves and we sold our birthright. Jesus came back so we could operate within the veil. Instead of outside of it. That we could get back into the dominion authority. The power. The exousia. And the dunamis power God. Exousia authority. That's a delegated authority when he says. Go and make disciples. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He said, "Go therefore and make disciples of all nations." He says, "Behold, I give you the keys to the kingdom the, the keys to the kingdom of heaven." He said, "Whatever you bind on earth, I will bind in heaven." Those are legal terms, y'all. So if you think that church don't have government, church is government. Yeah. God is government. And you're supposed to be in him. So you are government. Yep. And your job is to, he said, pray this way. But see, he doesn't want you just to pray because this is what this scripture is about. Second Chronicles 7, 14. He, he says, pray this way. Thy kingdom come on earth through you as it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth As it is in heaven. The Great Commission stands in agreement with it in the New Testament. Okay. He says, teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. He says all nations. That means every sphere that you come into that you're supposed to begin to affect those circles circles of influence through your influence in those different areas and you are supposed to occupy and make sure his will is being done in those arenas until he comes back second chronicles 7:14 it says if it says humble yourself that's the first thing we got to humble ourselves what's it going to take when i came here and one blood, this cross over here was formed because a staff broke and God gave us a work and said, until the church is broken, humble, until we humble ourselves, until we, our selfish pride and all that, our own agendas, we just got to get broken till we come to a place of completeness and we say yes to God. We got to say yes to God. Then it says pray. Okay, so when you're praying, he says, seek my face. What is he saying? Seek his face. You know what happens when you seek the face of God? You find out who God is. How God thinks. Our ways are not his ways. He says, my people have not known my ways. This was the problem. This is why they didn't go dispossess the devils that were occupying the land that God said we were given. This is the same problem in planet earth right now that we got a bunch of naysayers coming to church spreading a bad report. But I'm here to tell you that we are more than able and we must go up at once. But see, we're going to have to seek his face. And when we seek his face, you know what he's going to do? He's going to show us what part of our lives are not aligned with him. You know what he's going to show us? He's going to show us where we have not been laying down our lives. Where we were just not willing to do what needed to be done to stop the kids from being indoctrinated by the Antichrist. That we just weren't willing to do what needed to be done to take the media back. We just weren't willing to do what needed to be done to take the pharmaceutical industry and correct it. We just weren't willing to do what needed to be done to correct the government and what's happening with it. To do that, we have to lay down our lives. You know, it's simply this. I mean, if we know the good to do it and we do not do it, it's sin, y'all. We can do a lot more than we think, but we're going to have to sacrifice some things that we really probably shouldn't be doing. Jesus said see I've set an example for you as he began to wash the feet of his disciples he said you'll be blessed if you do it the Bible says let no debt remain outstanding except except the continuing debt to love one another we gotta die to ourselves y'all and let let it start right here Let it start with us. Man, let this be branded on our hearts. The Bible says you owe Christ a debt. But it's a debt to love one another. Why did I let that girl in my house? Because I'm saying you're worth it, God. My gratitude, the gratitude that is on the inside of me is nothing I won't give God. Because he's worth it. I remember I'm, I'm walking. My, my, there was this flood that happened on the anniversary of the Moravian Pentecost in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Because God's pointing towards reformation in the church. What happened with Zinzendorf? There was division in the body of Christ. See, the Moravians, that's what this place is. You've got the mantle. You've got the anointing of the Moravians. It was to cure division. They were divided. They started from the Christian union. Then Zinzendorf wrote the brotherly agreement. And then there was a Pentecost. In that anniversary, I learned that this year, August 13th. It was after a day, the the Lord gave me a word. He said, the greatest harvest of souls the earth has ever seen is about to hit the planet. Smith Wigglesworth said, it'll make everything that's ever happened on planet Earth pale in comparison. But God told me this. He said, but it will not come like most expect. The Earth is going to go through a time of fasting. He said, I'm going to cause my people to hunger and thirst. To teach them that man does not live by bread alone. But every word... That proceed out of the mouth of the living God. You see, when we get in His presence, we, we get in this. We tarry in our Jerusalem. We 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 wait upon the Lord to hear Him. Then He's going to speak the answer to us. But then we have a responsibility to turn from our wicked ways. I mean, you might say wicked, ah, oh, adultery. Sick. No. We could simply this, you compete against your brother. You'd rather be on the platform than your brother. You'd rather leave the meeting rather than your brother. We have a debt to the Lord to love one another. The Bible says... In John 13, he says, They will know you are my disciples by your love for one another. Man, let this be branded on our hearts, y'all. When you wake up in the morning, you need to be thinking, How am I going to love my brother? How am I going to help my brother? How am I going to help my neighbor? How am I going to go receive the fruit of of Jesus' suffering? How am I going to reach the lost? See, because he wants you to love the lost. Not just your brother, but you're lost, too. Because right. God so loved the world. He gave. So God so loved the world that guess what? He gave his only begotten son. Guess who his only begotten son is today? You. You want to see God move? Watch. There he is. Because I'm his hands. I'm his feet. God doesn't do anything on planet Earth without people, y'all. You are his body. Okay? And he is giving you to the world. That's what this teaching was about this week. Sheep among wolves. God is sending you out into dangerous places. Why? Because there's no temporary thing that can happen to you that outweighs the eternal consequence of somebody burning in hell forever and ever. He says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another or love your fellow man. So, man, I really, in this hour, I don't know if we, I mean, what else is it going to take for God to get our our attention? The word he gave me was he was going to cause the earth to to hunger, to fast, and cause us to hunger and thirst, to teach us. Okay, what's it going to take for us to get in the place where we're broken and we're contrite and we're humble and we get in this place where we hear God? I mean, if we're not keeping up with current events, we are under the judgment of God. Okay, there's a lot of people talk about all these other things, but the indictment is with the church. Because God didn't talk about anybody else. He said, if my people who are called by my name. So we got to take responsibility. And we got to repent. And you know what? Each one of us, I'm just telling you, we could do it now. Things can turn as soon as we repent. And as soon as we start going the right way. And I, I'm traveling all over the nation trying to trumpet this stuff. And I, I haven't even been able to get into it. Some of the things that flowed out of one blood is we're doing the trail of joy. Coming down backwards down the trail of tears. A lot of stuff going on. But it's going to take each and every one of us receiving this. This is not me. I, I hopefully I've established it in scripture. And just pointing towards the solution. You see, the world sees the church competing against one another. They, they see sister so-and-so talking about other sisters in the church. And they're looking for the real Jesus. And they won't see the real Jesus and, let's, and it's not, it's just small things, but we need to get in the presence of the Lord right now. Because man, it's, it's, we're in a situation, and you're the only solution. Nothing else will change it. That's a big responsibility, y'all. But we can't just keep wandering around, groping in the darkness, and, and just be in denial. Okay? We've got to understand, okay, this is the problem and the Bible says God said yeah. that only if his people turn will he forgive their sins. So he says judgment is coming on planet earth because of our sins. Not the world, our sins. How can we expect the government to be unified if the church is divided? Right. It ain't happening. You're the salt, you're the light. But you know what? God's working, y'all. God's here. God sent us here with precise accuracy, and He's putting tools in the hands. Tonight is a meeting. Tonight is the opportunity to say yes to God. Think about what happened, y'all. Each one of you has one person a piece that you approach, and in a Bible study happens with five people, and people start getting born again. Next year, time, you're going to have to build another church. I'm telling you, that's the truth. And and, and what's happening is God is working. You know why judgment comes? Because God is trying to, to cause repentance to happen and people not to go to hell. So God is working right now for the harvest. But he's looking for partners. He's looking for people that will say yes and participate with God. And I don't think it's any coincidence that tonight is a meeting for everybody in here to say yes to God grab a hold of the plow, and to start seeing the reformation of the church that has the power, according to God's word, to heal the land. Tonight is that opportunity. But the only thing is, are we going to sacrifice? Are we going to put aside whatever needs to be? Are we going to put a priority on souls and the salvation of a nation above everything else in our life? Or are we going to go turn on Netflix or Amazon Prime tonight? I'm telling you, there's nothing more important right now. If there's not course correction in the United States of America, you can expect starvation and genocide. I'm dead serious. That you have a foreign entity in control right now. But we got to wake up out of our stupor. we got to say yes to God. That's what God's saying today. He's saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Will you say yes, like Isaiah did? Will you say yes to God and step into a moment of providence, a good work that God has prepared in advance for you? Will you step into the secret wisdom that God destined for your glory before time began? Jesus said this. He said, I have meat that you know not of. It's to do the will of my Father. It's this place of satisfaction where you step into the purpose that God ordained for you before he formed you in the womb. He's appointed you to do these things in this place. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not really going to do an altar call today. You know what? Because it don't matter if you come up to this altar right now. You know, you could come up to this altar and say, oh, I'm laying my life down. Because that's the place the altar is. But the true test will be tonight when that meeting happens then we'll know the true people that have come with a commitment that is willing to sacrifice. Because anything other than that is just compromise in disguise. And so, and I bless y'all, and um, I appreciate this church. Um, I'm really on fire about this church more than any church in the in the nation. I was serious when I said I was thinking about joining. Um, Because I I see just the providence that God has chosen this place for such a time as this. So I encourage y'all to come tonight. Um, I believe my brother's got some announcements and that's all I have for y'all today. God bless you.